Would you mind giving me a bumper for the show? I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. I can do that. Radio 8 Ball, Andras Jones. Yes. Okay. Hi, I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8... Oh, did I say Radio 8 Ball? Radio 8 Ball? Okay. Hi, I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andreas Jones. Andras oh, did I Jones. fuck it up? I did, Andras. man. That's I know, I said that. Andras. How do you spell it? A-N-D-R-A-S. Andras. Ah, where are you from? The name's Hungarian. I'm not. Hungarian. I don't think I've ever met it. Oh, but you're not a Hungarian. I'm not a Hungarian. I was oh, just named I've never met a Hungarian, but you're yeah. not a Hungarian, yeah. so, okay. All right. Oh, shoot, now I lost my train of thought. Okay. Andras Jones. Um... I know a band called Room 8 Sound, so that's really fucking me up right now. <laughs> all right. Think of it as just uh, all one word, Radio 8 Ball. Yeah, Radio 8 Ball. Hello, yeah. my name's Hunter. Um, okay. Hi, my name's Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Sound. <laughs> oh, shit. What did I just say? Did I say Radio, <laughs> radio 8 Sound? Here we go, diet. This, uh, this uh, yeah, we like tomorrow morning. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Um, okay. I might be able to cut it together if you just said Andras Jones. If I can't do this myself, <laughs> I need to quit right now. I need to go back to Montana. Okay. Um, okay. Hi, my name is Hunter Elizabeth, and you're <laughs> 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 There's always one, right, Andras? Yeah. There's always one. Okay, tell me, tell me the whole line, and I'm just going to say it. Go. I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball, motherfucker. (laughs) It's too tired. Oh, uh, um, uh, I think we should use all of these. Believe me, I will. (laughs) Can you just make a blooper reel just from this? Yeah. Yeah, Hi, I'm. Oh, shit. What's my name? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um,. Do, do it like you're one of those late night callers. Hello. Yeah. This is Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to <laughs> like that. Yeah, like okay. Um, hi, I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball. Did I do it right? <laughs> Radio- <laughs> With Andras Jones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. Radio 8 Ball. With well, Andras Jones. <laughs> Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> okay, I think is I, that good? I think Can you, you just comp the shit it. out of that. Go for it. Yes, I will. Wait, is is Bruce going to be comping that? Can I say <laughs> I you're will welcome, do it. Bruce? Yeah. Oh, oh wow, look at that. Okay, here we go. Hi, I'm Hunter Elizabeth, and you're listening to Radio Eight Ball with Andres Jones.
Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. <laughs> I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this has been a long and sweaty session with Good Pete one. Molinari at Unison Studios, North Hollywood. Say hi, Pete. Hi everybody out there. This has been a long and sweaty session, but you know, it's been it's been a jolly bloody good time. It has been a jolly bloody good time. And we're down to the point where uh, it's your you've we have your question. We know My what the question. answer is going to be. Yeah. We don't know what the question is going to be. So first, what's the answer is going to be? The answer is going to be, I'm just waiting for a train, right? The song we've been talking about the whole time. Which is, is kind of crazy that it's I perfect. end up at the, the end. <laughs> right. Yeah, the one I chose. <laughs> so, and do you feel like this song, I haven't read the, it, do you feel like this song, do you feel like this song is a good answer to that question? You know what? In some ways, yes. And okay. I think there's going to be, there's going to, maybe not the title line, but I think there's definitely going to be lines in this that is going to totally jump out at you. Okay. For this kind of thing. So here we go. So first, paper fetishists, gather around your speakers. That is the sound of Pete's question. <laughs> Would you read it for us, Pete? You want me to read it? Yeah. It's going to be answered. The we'll answer is waiting for on a train well seeing as seeing as this is going out on the 4th of july i i quickly wrote down just i didn't want to think too much about it and i wrote down why did you guys kick us out huh <laughs> you don't even know <laughs> you don't even you don't even know how synchronicity how much synchronicity there is in that and we may unpack it but play us the song I'll this play is the song we've been waiting for forever all right Do you, want, do you want a little intro, intro to the song? Sure. I, I uh, it's, it's, it's poignant that Keon is still here and he's taking some shots because I'm shooting a little film with him about the song right now. And I also got a, a little, a nice little piece of footage coming out uh, next week sometime, which I'm sure will be added to this thread with me and Jacob Dylan at uh, Capitol Studios with Don Was and a group of other really fine musicians singing it. And it will be out very soon on We Are Here Records.
Waiting for a train, waiting for a train, waiting, waiting. for a train. I, I actually initially told it, I'm just waiting for a train, but okay. we have this way of cutting it short, and I right. think it's a good one. And that was the answer to the question, your question. Why did you guys kick us out? And I have to say, <laughs> when you read that question, it I felt like I just got synchronicity kicked in the stomach. Yeah, like you don't even, again. I I'll, I understand where you wrote it from, and that makes it even more potent. That yeah, you have no idea why this would be so intense so your question had to do with it being this being fourth of july week now yeah. at the end of fourth this we started this on the fourth of july and that's when you wrote this down yeah and this was this is about now did we really kick you out i mean, guess we kicked you out of america i don't think so really. i mean it well, it was it was rightly so america won its independence right. right so i think from england and all of that stuff right i mean england was kind of ruling the world so i really know the answer why <laughs> yeah. why it happened but um i guess there's a deeper point to my question though yeah well what's that you know because it's kind of um it's not so much about kicking out i just feel like uh i don't know i mean it's kind of you know you go back to the whole you can go back to quote how many millions of different uh, philosophers and artists and so, you know, whoever, religious people that are always talking about the world being one and, you know, that very John Lennon song, Imagine, or Bob Marley song, One Love, and I always kind of, I always feel like the, um, the you know, the lines are not on the earth, they're on the map. So I always, I always... You know, I'm here living in America right now. All of these, all these people I'm around that are like my family I've met in the past few years. You know, they're like the best friends I've ever made. So it's kind of, for me, it's uh, the whole. It's not so much taking a political standpoint to it, which I think this song could be viewed a little bit that way. I don't consider myself to be so much like those guys, you know, like Dylan and Marley and that, those guys that really had their finger on the pulse of that politics. But I do feel like this song is very, um, 
in some ways uh, has a powerful undercurrent of like real uh, hope and real um it's just a it's in some ways the most important song to me on the record because it kind of like just reaches me. I remember Joey, the uh, Bruce's friend, Joey Malone, who played the guitar on this track, saying like, "Wow, that song just really hit me," you know. And and I think uh, it's a few people have said that, and I and I I just think it reaches deeper than a lot of other things I've written in that way. You know, especially some of the lines like, uh, I guess, you know, when you had all you needed from the start and we want to totally be something else, we're always on our way to being someone else or something else because we think that someone else or something else is going to, you know, it's going to fill us up. It's going to fill some empty gap that we've got inside us. And um, I think we, we do have what we need from the start, usually. Right, right. You know. Hmm. Well... I was uh, I was I, thinking I was thinking this would this could be a, this was going to be our sh- a shorter session, but I I need to I need to unpack something here. Yeah. Synchronicity just keeps uh, pushing myself to the place where I have to tell this story, and I did tell the story, and we got to honor the synchronicity here. Mm, we do because. We had a technical difficulty, <laughs> and I it's like the universe gave me the opportunity not to tell this story. Yeah. And I took a moment, I stepped back, and I was like, okay, it's still the right synchronicity to tell the story. So I'm going to tell you the story, Pete, and I... And It'll be as I said, As I said before, this is a story I didn't want to tell once. But again, the universe wants me to learn this lesson because this thing happens to me over and over again. So let me tell you. So he says, why did you guys kick us out? And I know you meant it from the standpoint of kicking the British out of the colonies. (laughs) But so I played you that song earlier in the show about the comedian who... Yeah. And and that that story was something that happened years ago. Yeah. Like in... 2015, 16, or maybe a little before, around that time. And I asked him to come and do a play, do an opening set for one of my shows, and he didn't like it. And afterwards, he sent me a text about it. And I looked at the text and I said, Oh, I made the clown cry. And like 10 minutes later, he comes barging in, shouting, like it's what's in the song. This song, there's no poetry in the song. I mean, there's there's lyricism, but it is literally just journalism. This is what happened. And he got mad and he was saying, you called me a clown. And I'm saying, I don't think it means what you think it means. And you're big, you're six feet tall and you're, you got guns on your arms and you're intimidating me. Can we just take that list down? He's like, no, 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 I'm going to kill you. And so I ran out of the bar and he chased me down the alley and it was just weird. And, but at the same time I was like, that is fucking hilarious. A yeah. comedian who doesn't want to be called a clown. I mean, get over it, dude. I mean, that's your <laughs> job. The one thing in your job, you have a, have a sense of humor, Yeah. but he didn't. And it, he caused all kinds of mischief for me, whatever. And uh, that's Olympia. And that should be, it should mean nothing except that a couple weeks ago I was, uh, my friend, uh, in town 
who introduced me to this couple, the Mormon and the Method. They're, they were they were on my show. They have their comedians. They have a podcast called The Mormon and the Method. Yeah. One used to be a Mormon. One used to be a Method. And they were on my show, and they were playing a show in Olympia. Yeah. And so my buddy's like, oh, come and see them. So I went to go see them, you know, support their show. And outside of the show is the big guy, the big comedian who gets weird about being called a clown. Yeah. And so my buddy says, hey, he's trying to be a peacemaker. Brings us up and says, hey, you know, you guys should get along. He's like, I just don't want to have anything to do with you. Which I was like, okay, I'm gone. Yeah. I don't want to, I'm gone. But I also thought that was pretty aggressive. It didn't sound like... There was peace there. Yeah. Sounds like, fuck you, but I don't, but whatever. And I didn't feel so good. So I watched the show and then left. I didn't want to, you know, but I, I sat in the third row and clapped and laughed and left. Yeah. And so, but it was eating me, this guy that just, it felt like something about the way he said, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Felt like a threat. Yeah. And I felt like I was crazy. And it just kept nagging at me. And then eventually, because I couldn't talk with it about anyone. If I, my friend who was there was like, yeah, I don't know if it was really whatever. Yeah. So I wrote that song to try uh-huh. and make myself feel more powerful in the moment. And not even with the idea that I would ever play it for anyone. Yeah. You know, sort of like the way, you know, just I imagined playing it for an audience of all people who knew him. Yeah. But I didn't really want to do that because it felt like. Why stir up trouble? This is, I, this is I'm, I'm not in the look at me side of the business anymore. Yeah. I can just write a song for the sake of writing a song. I, it's not like people, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. So then a few days later, the LA Weekly announced all its winners. And we had the five winners, Miranda Lee Richards, yeah. Laura Jean Anderson, and Icy Hawks in LA, and Don Heffington, and Potty Mouth. Five out of like 12 of the artists. Yeah. And I was super excited. And I thought, okay, cool. This is great with Radio 8 Ball. I'm coming down. I'm going to do this thing with Peter yeah. Molinari and yeah. Linda Perry. And we're doing it with Opium Moon, which is, things are, things are starting to take off. Yeah. And so I get, and I get a call from the head of Starburns, which I think is going to be like, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, he says, hey, the Mormon and the meth heads say that you're, you've been harassing them. I was like, <laughs> What? What, uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, uh, he's like, well, they said that you, that you were, that you posted something about them being on your show. I was like, well, yeah, I did. Yeah. I do that with everyone who's on my show. That's called promotion. Yeah. Well, and he said you came out to their show and, you know, acted weird. And it's like, well, in my world, if someone comes to my town who's on my show, yeah. Coming out to their show is a sign of support. I don't think of like yeah, yeah. it's a public event. And let, if you don't want, if you didn't want me to be there, I would have been glad not to be there. Yeah. But the guy was like, "Well, we got to take this seriously." And I said, "Well, please do take it seriously. Uh, investigate this." Yeah. But that wasn't really what was going on. He started to go in this litany of other things that, again, were all made up or not true. But he didn't care about what was true. He had. Yeah. He's just like coming at me with this stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't, I, 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 my family went through the communists. My grandfather yeah. got called before HUAC. And so that, oh, wow. like the idea of being labeled and targeted in this way is really terrifying. And I went through like several, these last several weeks have been really awful. And yeah. 
instead of and I've been just trying to de-escalate and say, hey, investigate this. Just figure out there's a this is there's nothing here. Yeah. But instead, it just keeps getting ratcheted up and escalated from mm-hmm. the other from Starburns in the interest of saying we're going to we're taking harassment seriously, but not actually taking it seriously yeah. and to the point where eventually my friend who is the who owns the company talked to because Starburns is a small part of a larger thing. Talked to this guy and was like, hey, what's really going on here? He's like, well, I don't really think he's there's any harassment. I just we just don't want to work with him anymore. Yeah. It's like, well, that's. Like to me, I feel like that's insulting and wrong, but I get it. Yeah, it's an yeah. aesthetic decision. It's not a, or it's just a popularity decision. It's not a, a, a like a career ruining label that is just easier to say. I think it's easier to say someone's a communist than to say, we'd just like it if you didn't work here anymore. Yeah. Um, which even that doesn't make sense because we do good work and we have all our people have really good experiences and. We mostly record late at night and on weekends, but, and this is, this has happened to me before. If you've, people who listen to this show know this. And so there's a part of me that just thinks, well, this is me, but then there's also a part of me that looks at it. And I re as I started to figure this out, I realized what was really up. So the Mormon and the meth ed were on my show and they were in the middle of a breakup that they were trying to keep secret. Yeah. Maybe it's, I think it's not secret anymore, but I don't really care. And so they asked a question about, I don't remember what they asked or like, what's the next phase or something sort of open-ended. And they got this song, are we breaking up tonight as the answer? Mm -hmm. And that freaked them out. And Mm -hmm. that between that combination of that, which they saw as me outing them and (laughs) the synchronicity outed them and accusing me of harassing them by coming to their show. Yeah. Uh, and fomented by the big clown who, or the big comedian who doesn't want to be called a clown. I see, that's the thing. You resist, it persists. The fact that he doesn't want to be a clown, now all I do is I just see him as a clown. Yeah. Not the, just literally like a big guy with makeup on his face. Not like whatever mm-hmm. the put down of a clown is. I never use that as put down. Yeah. But all of these things came from doing the right thing. Yeah having a good show that reflected the truth and then supporting artists and walking away when someone gets, instead of engaging when someone says something insulting, just walk away. Yeah. All of these, like all de-escalations. And so when I read your question, Mm -hmm. because that's why we're here, all of that has led to why we're here recording at this wonderful studio instead of at Starburns tonight. And when I read your question, why did you guys kick us out? I mean, I was avoiding even talking about this. I Like, the universe doesn't even want me to talk about it. It killed the first time I told this story. <laughs> and, I mean, the first time I told the story, I was, like, almost in tears. I'm, yeah. You know. Now I'm almost in tears. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, I'm sorry. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, and... But I, but I, when I, but the synchronicity of you writing this question, why did you guys kick us out? Because that's the question I've been asking. It's like clearly not about harassment. They know it's not about that. Yeah. And it's weird to me that they don't like this. Like all the people who actually work with us work fine. It's like people who don't even know us not liking it. And again, this isn't the first, I've, this isn't the first time in my life that I've asked these questions. Like, why did you, it's not even like, why did you guys kick us out? But why are you guys being such, why are you guys picking on me? Are you guys yeah. such jerks? I don't get it. I don't, I would, I, maybe it's just because I'm self-centered and arrogant as fuck, but I 
don't have the energy to fuck with anyone that much. Yeah. There is nobody who I would give that much energy to like negative energy to just destroying them. Yeah. You know, even this, like I don't like I have to tell my story because otherwise I'll explode. But I don't I'm not saying this. If you're listening out there, Starburns, I'm not saying this because I because I want to fuck with you. I'm saying this because it hurts. And if you take harassment seriously, then stop doing it to people. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like me um so and then when i was listening to this and i'm looking at the song and the lyrics are exactly this idea of no oh, i lost my glasses now i'm do you want me to read them um that's a line of have i become afraid to be myself yeah have i that was that's really where it, when when something happens to you over and over again that you can't like if if it was like I don't know if I'm Louis C.K. and I keep pulling out my dick in front of people that's behavior that I could stop like you'd be like you stop doing that Louis and then you're cool you know like it's bad behavior so don't do that but when it keeps happening to you when you can't even when you're being rigor as rigorously self-critical as you can to be like I really didn't do anything wrong here except that I keep not doing these wrong things and getting these wrong actions. And that's mm. where you get to be afraid to be like that line. When you saying that, um, am I afraid to be myself in the line, in the context of this? I mean, you don't need, I think I didn't say this the last time I told the story, but it's getting better because it's getting, I'm finding <laughs> in repetition. I find a positive place yeah. and this is, I want to reflect back on you because on, on what we do as songwriters, I think maybe what we do as artists is, you didn't know when you wrote this song, when you wrote this question, that it would have this effect on me. No. And you didn't know when you and and this line when you were singing it. There's no way you could know that it would that I would be interpreting it in the context of all of this. No, but that's what's happening with our songs all the time. People are listening to them night, and yeah. repurposing them, and synchronicities are happening that we could never imagine. Yeah, and aside from my tale of woe which i hope if you know if people in a recent episode we talked about turning our tragedies into comedies and the answer that we got was the key to turning a tragedy into a comedy is having someone to tell it to yeah someone who can laugh with you about it eventually like you're being you're being compassionate yeah. and giving me a compassionate look but now that you know the story yeah if we're out somewhere and we see a clown yeah, <laughs> you might make a joke, and yeah. then this, then my tragic story starts to have comic elements, and I can start to have a sense of humor about it. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, everything can have somewhat of a comic element. I think even even you know, I mean, we can talk about that in a theater or something. Everything, but you know, it's like um, when it, know, it's out. It's funny until it it's happens. A divine to you. comedy, isn't it? <laughs> right. But yeah, it's kind of I don't know. I just kind of. Um, why I didn't the question for me I mean I know you found a whole kind of relation to it and that's lovely I, I think there's a relation to everything and I don't necessarily think anything happens on and of itself I think because there's so many you know people in the world and all of this energy and everything are all making different decisions and I think we're all interacting and there's all some there's all some cause and effect right there's something happening and I think the more we get responsible with that cause and effect the more we can start to 
to uh, care about each other and care about ourselves. And I think, you know, caring about yourself, caring about each other is the same thing as caring about yourself. Yeah. That's the thing. If you're going to hurt someone else, you're hurting yourself. So this song's, I think, got a lot of, I don't know, I think I think I dug a little deeper maybe with this one. I don't know. I, I, it just happened to be very natural, but it is it is about, it does, our, the thing is with this particular song, it asks so many questions. I, I don't often do that, but... It asks so many questions of myself and of everything, you know, the auction off your soul, your mind, your heart, and all of that kind of stuff, and you had all you needed from the start. And It's kind of a very simple song. There's no real bridge, no real chorus to it. It's not like I structured in the way that I did the others, but somehow, somehow each verse has something, some question that I'm asking myself and... Something I'm also trying to answer within the same stanza or the same verse, and I think uh, I think it's important to ask questions all the time. You know, it's it's always important because I think um, even when we're making judgments like what you're going through with whoever, and you know what I've been through or what Bruce has been through in his life or any of these guests tonight, we've all been through something. You know, and it's kind of it's very easy to you know, sit back and justify stuff in a way that we make some simple judgment a lot of the time. And I think, uh, I just think if anything, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a little bit more room to not be so, so much like that. If I can help it, you know, just because it's, I find it's a, it's a, it doesn't lead anywhere good. It doesn't lead anywhere positive to be that way. And, um, you know, Everything's forgivable in some way, isn't it? Everything. I mean, well, I, some people don't believe that. Oh I mean, no, you ha- well, that's you have. That, that's the thing is, forgiving is not for the other person, right? Yeah. Everything is forgivable because we have to heal ourselves. Like, I might not. You might. You can forgive. You know, it's like you can forgive but not forget. Like, yeah, I forgive you for punching me in the face, but next time, but I'm maybe not going to hang out with someone who punches me in the face. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. But I forgive you. I don't think you're like I don't want to punch you back. Yeah. I I get that you have things. I get that there's some pain in your life yeah. that makes you punch people in the face. Yeah. But you got to know once you do that to someone they they might not want to be in arms reach of you. Right. Yeah. And we've all done things, terrible things, you know, this and that. I Speak uh, for yeah, yourself. I know, but I mean, like, we all think back and hopefully conscientiously, you know, we're, we're like, well, why did I do that? No, you know, I've done some terrible and things. And it's like, you know, those kind of things, they, they embed themselves in your mind, you know. There's, they're definitely there. We talked about Krishnamurti earlier, me and Nicole, you know, the, one of his books is called Freedom from the Known. And it's yeah. like, it's about, like, unlearning stuff. That's, because because yeah. you have this stuff stored up in your head and they you know since you're a kid and the way some school teacher you know messed with your mind or whatever whatever it is that created some fear we we learn it i don't think it's initially in us we learn how to be frightened right. of stuff and how to um make all these inhibitions and you know uh whatever it comes out of that doesn't it everything comes out of fear racism prejudice you know, uh, immigration, right? <laughs> Lines on the map. You know, right. separateness. He's he's this. I'm that. Whatever. It's like, you know. But the thing is, I think it's one step. It's a really big step to try and 
you know, you, we, we can read all of these things, right? We can read about like Buddha and Christ and Krishna and we can read about, um, you know, some Einstein or whatever these great things have been said and we're like, wow, that makes so much sense and it just hits you right in the heart, hits you right in the head and, and you're like, wow, they said that so simply and, and you know, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to live like I'm, I want to live like that. I want to love my neighbour. And then doing it is a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like it, it really is. Like to practice that, to, to understand it is a, is a huge step. And to actually do, do that stuff that seems so simple is, is not so easy. Yeah, yeah. And I think we, that's how we, we don't need to beat ourselves up about that stuff all the time because it's, it's not easy. It's really not. And when we're not... We're all just give ourselves a hard time a lot of the time, you know, over, yeah. over stuff. And if anything, that this song is about is that it's kind of just not wanting to play the game that much and just wanting to realize who my real friends are and realize who, who uh, try and somehow realize who I am through all of that, which is probably lifetimes of looking for yourself, you know. But yeah, that's what. Well. Speaking of, I feel like we've spent a few lifetimes looking for ourselves. Yeah, tonight, tonight. actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I think, you know, I, 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 I know I've, I've, I've loved your music. Thanks for This much. has been, uh, it's, it's such a great thing to find your way into someone's music like this. And, uh, and you know, like I say, you're great, fantastic community of people to you know, to hold you. And I, I think that's great. That's yeah, great. And, and I, I should say like, uh, that, uh, there's going to be, there's a lot of synchronicity that happened here, but there are multiple phases of a radio eight ball show. Yeah. We're now going to enter a liminal phase where you're not going to know of anything. I'm going to go deep into editing and listen to these and yeah. cut them down and mix them up and everything. And then when they come out the, in the, the first week of July, they're going to mean they're going to be recontextualized. Something yeah. is going to change that's going to make them have a new meaning. The way yeah, that yeah. like a, like the songs can change based upon a question, this will change that way. And then eventually, you know, like we've yeah. done this night. Now we have. I really do believe he's talking about uh, what, what was the name of the Krishna Murti book? Freedom from the known. Freedom yeah. from the known. This is right. This is freedom from the known. We yeah. know what we did in this room, but the field that gets opened up when we play with synchronicity in yeah. this way connects to everything else yeah. and everything else we don't know. So yeah. this is this an experiment in finding that freedom in the unknown. Yeah, indeed. And so I encourage you to play along with it like that. Of course. Yeah. Get, a, get all the synchronicity juice you can out of it. Yeah. And yeah. at that point, we'll also be sharing all the videos and the, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see the trajectory for you and this, this yeah. record and your, and I mean, I think anyone who is an artist listening to the way Linda talked about you, Linda Perry talked about you, your record company president, it was really that. If you have someone of that caliber who believes in you like that, yeah, you know, first of all, pat yourself Stop. on the back. Back, you've done <laughs> something right. You've yeah. probably done so. You've probably got some really good karma, 
as well. I'd like, I hope so. <laughs> and and yeah. just, it's exciting. And I think that, you know, sometimes, um, you probably know it. I, I know when she was saying it, you were just glowing. Uh, yeah. But for just from a purely crass, not even mm. crass, but a, just from a, from a business standpoint, I think we'd all love to know that the people who are behind us are that behind us. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, it is hard sometimes to sit here and have people talk talk about you but I, I you know we all we all have things to say about everyone and this has been a radio show where i've had to sit here and listen to it but yeah yeah, yeah what linda said is really you know it means a great deal to me and bruce, bruce and linda yeah. particularly you know i mean everyone else's friends that i've kind of collaborated with but those, you know those two people and sitting in this room where i created so much too um have meant the world to me in so many ways you know because it's it's uh you know, this isn't a part of the world I was brought up in, so it's kind of I got a whole family over there in England, and and uh, LA, I didn't even plan really. You know, I, I kind of I always thought I might live in New York, which I did do for a while, and LA was just somewhere I never thought I would get. But I, I really, I really think uh, I've there's been a purpose to me coming here, and uh, I met the best bunch of people, you know, and really made some of the best music I've made hopefully so far here and it was yeah really great to hear her talk like that and hear Bruce talk like that and and everyone else involved in the show and and your kind self as well and um yeah I'm looking forward to this this new single and this new album and and listening to your eight ball radio <laughs> radio eight ball yeah. yeah well you know I just want to let you know yeah I'm coming out to your show on Monday all right. If you don't want me there, let me know. If I show up, <laughs> I promise it's not a need. It's not in a clown suit. It's not harassing. <laughs> I'm just going to show up and enjoy your music and yeah. clap. Great. After the song's not during. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and uh, it'd be fun to see you at the Viper Room. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since I've been back there. Do you uh, yeah, funny, funny piece of trivia is that Bruce actually, I, I don't know if he wants me to say this, but I phoned him and I was like, guess where I am doing a sh Linda's booked me a show for this showcase. And he was like, you know, he knew it was the Viper yeah. Room, I think. But he, he actually, I think, fitted the sound system. I'm <laughs> sure he did. I'm sure he did. I remember I used to play there when it was the Central. That was my, yeah. that was my, that was one of my cool one of my uh, gigs. Anyway. Uh, so you used to probably cross paths at some point. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure we have. So, well, we, we, we got to wrap this up, but uh, thanks yeah. to all your guests who joined in. Yeah. And thanks to you. They were fabulous, weren't they? And for the listeners, I just want to let you know, I, I gave out, you know, so you heard this story. Just want you to know, this. I'm going to go into, like, divorced dad mode. It's like, okay, kids. Yeah. Everything's okay. Yeah. Your mother and I are just not going to be living in the same place, but... Everything's going to continue the same as ever. We're going to keep putting out Radio 8 Paul episodes. We're going to keep having great guests. I've been recording episodes all over the country. We don't, you know, it, we might not have the Starburns bumpers before. But other than that, everything's going to stay the same. We're going to be on the same channels. We're still going to be called Radio 8 Ball. We're still going to be working with great music. And I think, I have to believe that because all of this happened through synchronicity, that I have to have the freedom in the unknowing to trust that something better is coming for all of us and we all have lessons to learn and this is my lesson to learn so don't worry Radio 8 Ball is continuing we're going to finish out the second season in the middle of August I'm going to take a break and put out my record all you get who knows I might play some shows here with Peter Molinari who knows could happen so uh, so don't worry 
uh, but if you hear that I got run over by a clown, <laughs> you know what happened. Yeah, indeed. Here, if I if I give a little chat home to my uh, yeah. family over there in England, will you, will you include it? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. Be, they'll be listening to this, so I want to say just, you know, thanks to everyone out there, everyone today involved in the show, but also my family over there in England, my five brothers and three sisters and my mom and dad and to Sandra and Jeff here that have been like family to me too. Uh, I wouldn't have done any of this without you guys. So thanks a lot and um, I hope to see you all soon. And with that, we're going to wrap this up in the way we always do with me saying, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. When he was young, he sang in a band, and his fans all looked the same. And the fans he had were younger than he, and they loved to sing his name. They'd leave at the end of the third show, go home to talk of the fun. Well, isn't it nice, the parents would say, well, isn't it nice, you got someone, someone I realize, who must be twice the size. I think it's great, you're going through a phase, and I'm awfully glad it'll Oh, yeah. 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 Oh,
Oh, <laughs> 